0: But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Your co-host, Julie.
0: Hello from the great, bright, yellow north.
1: Yellow? Yellow. It,
0: it, yes, it's sunny for our oh. first day in a long time. See, that's
1: not yellow. what I was. That's not what I was thinking. I went to a much worse place. Um
0: <laughs> oh, no! Yellow was not sunny. It's okay. sunny for okay. first time in a long time. First
1: okay. day in a long. Time. Uh, your co-host Thorsten.
2: Hi guys! Thanks for tuning in to another video on for- ForgottenSpaceGames.com. I'm Thorsten <laughs> Frank. <laughs> nice.
3: Excellent. How yes.
2: Game,
3: how have we not thought about
2: this before? <laughs> God, I wanted to
1: do this for such oh, a long time. That's that's great. I wonder hey is forgottenspacegames.com taken? Hang on, if it's not. If
4: it's
1: Not. I'm buying <laughs> it right a domain. now.
4: Let's
1: do it. Oh my god, wait. It might hey. not. There's nothing there right now. Hang on, hang on, hang
4: on. <laughs> right.
3: No, no, don't buy don't buy websites for a bit, Brian. At least finish the introduction.
1: Uh, oh my God. your co-host, Jacob.
3: <laughs> Insanity. Doing the exact same thing over and over again.
4: And expecting <sighs> something to change.
3: And your,
1: and your co-host, David.
4: Still waiting for the friggin' ice to melt away outside. God
1: dang it. Oh, really?
4: Yeah. This wind just won't get friggin' go away. Damn it. But
1: I thought the I thought the globe was getting warmer. Okay, Hang on.
4: right.
3: Uh, oh boy, not this again.
1: Uh, <laughs> forgottenspacegames.com dot uh, are
2: you uh, are you actually going to buy a website on a bit? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm buying it right freaking now. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no, please. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs>
1: The well, the great thing about my host is that I can host unlimited domains uh <laughs> well, the good news is so it's very easy to buy a domain through my host It's very very easy.
3: i'll be honest. I'll be honest, buying websites on a bit for a bit. sounds like something I would do, but uh, oh, I would so totally
1: recommend that I would totally do this and I'm, pro- I'm just gonna redirect it to space game junkie. That's
3: all I'm gonna do. <laughs> it is very funny it would be extremely funny. <sighs>
1: I mean if I if I had time to do uh, multiple podcasts, maybe. <laughs>
3: but, I'm pretty sure this one is already pushing it.
1: it yeah, it, it really is. Uh okay, so friends, uh hang on, I gotta do one more thing. Ah, buddy. And did it go through? Okay. Um so friends, we had uh so much fun. Uh okay, Forgotten Space game. Forgotten has two T's, right? I spelled that right? Yes. Good. Okay, yeah. I spelled it right. We're good.
2: Uh <laughs> American.
1: <laughs> um we had so much fun talking about uh games we felt deserved better a while back. Um we didn't even we had so much fun and we we didn't even get to talk about all the games we wanted to talk about. We only had time to fit in three each. So we're like, let's just do this again and for another show. And so that's what we're here for. Uh, So I'm going to start with the game that is currently on the stream that uh, no one seems to remember but me. And, uh, oh, apparently, Luis. Uh, (laughs) It's called Millennia Altered Destinies. It came out in uh, 1996, I think. Or 95, 96. Oh, 95? Yeah. Okay. 95. Uh, This game is a time travel space adventure combat game in which, okay, how do I explain this? Basically you're given command of a time travel ship and you have to defeat these aliens, but to defeat these aliens, you need the help of three other aliens to build this weapon, to defeat this, these aliens and to, to have them build this weapon. They need to to build the parts. You have to go, excuse me, back in time and um, curate their history to a point where they will build, uh, where they will successfully build these things you need to destroy these enemies. Now, it's fascinating because you can see the results of your meddling in like this kind of timeline view. And if like, You do things right, you'll get to see Oh, they survived another 300 years to another crisis and then you go 300 years and help them with that crisis. Or it's like, oh, they died in 100 years because you did this wrong. Oh, crap. Now I have to go back further and try and fix this problem. And the game takes into account all these different variables and all these different variations in the timelines for all of these races. And so you can, th- there's no one way to get to your objective. I've never actually finished the game. I came close. I got two of the races su- to successfully build the thing. But the third just, they just like died in a monsoon or some shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, 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 that can happen. <laughs> that can happen. And along the way, you'll run into these aliens that you're trying to stop you from doing this. And you'll have space battles with them. um, it's a fascinating game, it, and it's it's such a shame that, like, it never went anywhere because, like, I've never seen a video game handle time travel as well as this one does with all the different variations and all the different, um, you know, things that can happen for each of the three races, and so uh, it's just fascinating to play and sadly it's also not available anywhere digitally like you can't just go to steam or gog and buy this which is a crime um but if you do want to track down a copy it works great on dosbox and again it is a fascinating and unique uh game that very few people remembered uh <laughs> oh no that uh that that guy that decapitated guy is your ship's ai and he i forget his name and he is sassy he is he is full of sass he will he will sass you back and it's great it's also buggy Luis. yeah it is buggy uh, i don't know if it ever got a patch to fix its bugs so it can be buggy that's another reason i've never finished it um
3: it is junk it, it, it is exactly it, as junk as i would it, expect it, a game it, it, it,
1: it is quite jank. Yes, it is quite jank. But it's worth the jank. Because, again, there is no other game like this. And it's such a goddamn shame because it is... Oh, and I think you get to fight a mirror version of yourself at one point.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, this game is a bit of everything.
3: <laughs> it's, if you're going to be... Hold on. If you're going to be a time traveler and not shoot yourself in the face, like, why would you bother? Exactly.
1: Exactly. So I think there's like a future version of yourself that you have to fight or some crap. It's been, it's been a while since I got that far in the game, but yet this game is bananas in the best way. Angus. Thank you, Luis. Yeah. The AI's name is Angus. Thank you, Luis. I couldn't remember uh, their name and yeah, they are sassy. It is great. The writing in this game is actually terrific. Uh, So yeah, track down a copy of this. It is, it is not expensive on eBay. And again, it runs terrific on terrifically on DOSBox, And, uh, it is, it is buggy. It is janky, but it is so much fun and unique. It's worth playing through at least once, I think, just to see what they were trying to do. And I think to see what they did successfully, honestly, they, they made a great game about time travel with all the, with all the, uh, With all the um, ups and downs thereof, like, and I, again, I've not seen a game that handles time travel as well as this game. So that is my first pick for today. Uh, Spaz, what do you got?
5: Uh, Mine, my first pick is a cult classic that at the time was kind of a commercial flop which is shocking and which is shocking it, it is shocking yeah because the company that made it doesn't really exist anymore because because well, of it, this it
1: because solve, of this basically this and wizardry 8 yeah. were we're both yeah. flops we're both flops yeah which is so a the crime. game
5: the game in question is jagged alliance 2 uh hmm? and you might be thinking wait a second that's a great game yes it is it absolutely is a great that, game uh, that flopped commercially that flopped yeah it was um, a
3: huge flop
2: at the t- at the time can-
3: Okay. okay. Uh, See, I'm kind of in a two minds. Of, I kind of know why that happened. Wait, was it Jam? No, that's a different game I'm thinking of. I was thinking of the later Jagged Alliance games.
5: Oh, yeah. Are- no, mentioned- Jagged Alliance yeah. 2 was great. Yes. Yes. I Jagged thought- Alliance wait. 2 was a really good game that just happened to flop at the time that it came out.
1: Yeah. I think and there was a f- it- I think there was a fatigue about games like this when it came out Uh, at the time. A little
5: bit a little bit. And it does have some bugs or at least it did at the time and and uh that that did kind of factor into it to an extent but it I also I would say since then it's it, it's been there there have been so many attempts to make a sequel uh, and they've that,
1: all been terrible.
5: <laughs> I wouldn't say they've all been terrible. Mostly uh, back in mm-hmm. action wasn't that bad. Really? Like okay. not on the same level as as 2. Um, there was Jagged Alliance Rage, which, no, let's not talk about that one. Yikes. Uh, and and uh, Flashback, which... Uh, oh, oh uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
5: Off because I was a backer on that one.
1: Oh, no. I was a Kickstarter
5: backer on that yeah. one. And it got abandoned very, Oof. very early uh... on.
3: The one and... I do remember myself is Jagged Alliance Back in Action, which I have played Apparently, for all of ten minutes, about ten years ago, uh, when it first came out, and like well, I still remember reading the reviews about it, which was just, which was basically all. Jagged Alliance, Jagged Alliance was great. This is just marketably worse. Yeah, <laughs>
5: it it it's unfair to compare the two uh, to an extent because it was trying to do its own thing, and and to its credit. <laughs> It's more positively reviewed now than it did than it was at the time of release.
1: Yeah. But, but I, also, I also think Jagged Alliance 2 came out at a bad time. Like it came out in like what, 99? A billion things came out in 1999. And,
5: and it got it got upstaged by the Fallout series, for example.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, so many things needs- came out at that time. And uh it's a shame. My first Jagged Alliance game was Deadly Games actually. <laughs> the kind of mid-middle stepchild thing, and I loved it. So I Yeah, cuz
5: that was a that was a sequel to the first game.
1: Yeah, but it didn't really have a campaign. It had more like an editor and a like a random generator. So it didn't really have the campaign of the first game. But yeah, the second game was terrific. Um but yeah, it's just it, such a shame that it flopped. People still play it though. Like, it, you're right, oh, it, be- yeah. it did become a cult classic, but uh yeah, it's such a... It can't, like, Free Space 2 came out that same year and also flopped. Like, what was up with 1999? <laughs> oh, man.
3: It was a tough everyone, dude. everyone was afraid of Y2K and their computers exploding. Well, I don't know, I don't, I, have think, a, I don't have a good reason. Well, I
1: think I think there was a bit of fatigue about a lot of different game types in 99. I think people were... Kind of the consoles were on the upswing. So there was that. And I think people were just like looking for something different, not another XCOM like, or not another, you know. And and so I think uh I think there was a bit of fatigue because so many games came out, so many amazing games came out in the nineties that you couldn't keep up with them.
2: Uh this and- was this was also the, all the year where many of the really good uh, first person shooters come out did come out and yeah, obviously, uh, a lot of game, uh, a lot of players uh, uh, changed to this time type of game.
1: Yeah, it was That's it true. was it was a bad time for a lot of different games. Like a lot of games came out in ninety eight, ninety nine that just you know are completely forgotten now, which is a shame.
5: What. Now, the, the thing with Jagged Alliance is it's not forgotten. No, it's, it's, it's not. still very well remembered by a lot of players, uh, in, in large part due to the fact that you had such a large mercenary roster to pick from. And those mercenaries, some of them liked other mercenaries, and some of them hated other mercenaries. So you had to keep those people apart so that they wouldn't bicker... And turn on each other in the middle of a fight.
1: Oh, it was so great! Or it was so, or, great. or their morale
5: would drop, and then they might actually just abandon your uh, abandon you, despite the fact that you're paying them. Uh, yes,
2: that was actually a feature in the in the first game, either. Yeah, uh, they, they yeah, could they, start to to, to uh, start fight to each other uh, in, in the middle <laughs> of a mission.
5: Oh man, so great. <laughs> Or or if you kept them together in the same squad for long enough, they just both leave. Oh because damn. they were both unhappy with <laughs> with that, your management. So yeah, there's a lot to love about Jagged Alliance, and that's one of the reasons why it's still it's still a classic and it's still a cult classic.
1: Yeah, thankfully you can get that one on GOG easily. And on Steam. Oh, is the original on Steam as well? That's good. Yeah. Um all right. Julie, what's your first game of uh of the show today?
0: Well, I've got several here, and none of them are available any longer and um they uh they met their demise i think too soon uh one is available in a in a a format that I think is it's not by the original company anymore uh but there's my first choice. And it's Warhammer Online, and one of the developers was Paul Barnett, and I had a opportunity to interview him for three hours. Once he's very verbose, or was at the time, and this game is, I think, an an example of what happens when developers don't listen to their audience. And uh, here a good example is the game itself was, I thought, a great game. I had a lot of fun. And back when, in 2008, when it came out, they had battlegrounds, PVP battlegrounds that were not instance And realm versus realm, they called it. And they tried to put uh, an, an emphasis on this area and... There wasn't really a large interest in this, and where there was interest in was uh, instanced war games and war, uh, battlegrounds, and uh, and eventually they decided, well, we'll give people what they want, but by then it was. A little too late and most of their audience had fled and uh it's not like obviously the ip hasn't gone away just mythic studios has gone away and the people who were part of it now have uh broadsword studios not all of them some of the designers and um, broadsword is who has ultima online now but uh, it's one of these cases where uh, it, as well i thought that mythic studios can kind of over promised and paul barnett is just like a wonderful showman but uh, the thing is when you're gonna have It's As we saw with No Man's Sky, you can't promise the sun, the moon, and the stars and then not deliver. It's better to just say, okay, well, uh, I'm going to give you the sun, and if the moon and the stars comes along, well, that's that's fine, but then you can kind of give yourself a bad reputation. And I really love the Warhammer IP, whether it's the Sword and Sorcery or the or the outer space one, but I think they really didn't do justice to this game. And I think it would would have done great if somebody else had been developing it, but I think it, I think it deserved better than it got the game itself, the IP.
1: So there's this thing called return of reckoning, which looks to be some kind of emulated version of, warhammer online i think have you heard of this that i
0: have not heard of and uh, i do know there is a version out there that's like a fan version um and i do know this may be the one where the Mythic Studios, when it still existed, was going to do something that was just instance battlegrounds. And I don't think that ever went anywhere. But uh, it was just a, mostly, I think it was a case of developers not listening to what their audience really wanted out of the game. There was some of it was, you know, over promising, just like No Man's Sky. But uh, that said, I think it was. I, The game, while it was out, I had a lot of fun. I think if somebody else was behind it besides Mythic, who obviously doesn't exist anymore, uh, I think the game would have really gone far. It might still be there. And to to this day, there is a uh, a hamlet that is imitation stone that has hanging on the hallway wall here that has the Warhammer Online symbol on it that somebody did for me.
1: Hmm. Well, apparently the this realm of reckoning thing, they are calling it a continuation of Warhammer Online. That's what the wiki calls it anyway. So I would definitely check that out. Because Worth
0: a look at least, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You'll have to, yeah, take a look at that and report back to us if you have time, because it'd be fascinating to see how well they've captured the original, um, like the on, like the Star Wars Galaxies uh, folks are trying to do.
0: Uh, on the other hand, when I got the Warhammer that you got for me, I asked myself... Why would I go back to an Edsel when I got a rules race in the driveway?
1: I think they're different. I think they're apples and oranges. Like, one's an MMO, the other's an an ARPG. Like, I don't think you really can compare the two. But, you know, to each their own, I guess. Okay. Uh, Thorsten, what's your first game of the show?
2: Well, uh... All three of my games uh, I picked for today have have something in common. And they were published between uh, April 1987 and April 1988. And the first game I start with is uh, a game called Cholo.
1: Wow, I've never Uh, heard of this one.
2: (laughs) I guess so. Most people never never heard of this one. Uh, This was a vector graphic-based game uh, in an... uh, post-apocalyptic uh, environment. And you were basically in a bunker and uh, should have been released uh, early, but uh, the main computer of this bunker uh, malfunctioned. And now you have to uh, search the surface, which is radiated uh, with with uh, a robot. And... Uh, it was a pretty neat, fun game, but it never sold very well. It's a, it's a, it's a bit, bit sad in my uh, opinion because it was pretty complex. Uh, it also had a novel, which was uh, a nice, nice read, uh, by the way, uh, in the uh, in the package. I I really I really miss 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 uh C C C so those so novels and, and, and all this, this this hard uh uh hardware stuff uh you got with, with, with this uh boxed games back then. But well uh, it's uh it's over in in, in in that direction, I guess. This does
1: uh, look, this does uh, look fascinating. It really does.
2: Oh no, yeah. it was it was pretty complex and I never didn't I, 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 I did never finish it.
1: What uh, did you? What did you? Pl- what did you play it on back in the day?
2: Uh, I played it on a, on a C sixty four.
1: Okay, because I'm looking at Moby Games, and it was uh, available on machines that I didn't have. It was the, on the Amstrad, the BBC Micro, the C sixty four, and the Spectrum. Yeah, so it was never available for for PC, which is what I had back in the day.
2: I guess even it it was never published in the US, either. Oh, was it? really yeah. I, I, I i don't I, I really don't know to be honest,
1: oh no, I think you're right it was only it looks like it was only published in the u k well wait, no, that's all wait, oh yeah, it looks like it was only published in the u k wow, I no wonder I'd never I heard, hadn't of it. heard
2: of this one either and of, and, yeah, go ahead spaz uh, I was just saying
5: I hadn't heard of this one yeah,
1: either. if neither spaz nor I had heard of it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's Saying something. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> wow! What a pick! Yeah, if it had been on the Atari, I might have because I had the. I still have the Atari 800 and Atari 800 XL that I had back then. So there's a chance I could have heard of it, but no, it, it was on platforms I didn't have. Wow. Oh.
4: Fascinating. Pick, it's dude. it's fan- fascinating.
1: Yeah, fascinating pick, dude love it. Yeah. All right. So far, Jacob, what's your first pick? Uh
3: that one was kind of obvious but requires a lot of context. Uh delightful little game called Disco Elysium, which is 50% which is 50% uh confu- confusing and 50% brilliant. It's an exceptional uh action up uh, action RPG adventure game meta story thing uh the game is about a lot of things it's hard for me to uh it's hard for me to um uh, specify but what it's about is less relevant as to um uh, uh in regards to why it deserved better The reason why it deserved better is because the company called zaum uh made an excellent made made an absolutely groundbreaking title that really pushed what video games are capable of doing then they got bought out by Amazon. Oh, got forced, got forced into make it, uh, got forced into selling the IP to make a, uh, to make a, uh, TV show that never happened. Wait, and what? Wait, what? The sequel. What I said. Uh. Uh, they were like they they sold the. I mean, a lot. The IP came with the company, but Amazon wanted to get a, uh, a TV show, and then that TV show didn't happen, uh. and the game sequel was officially canned and just shut down. Ah sad. Ah. Which was um immensely depressing. Holy Uh, crap. If you and if and for people it was um more depressing and slightly funny for to people familiar with the themes of the game. But for most people it was just depressing. Because it was a brilliant, highly artistic project that got ruined by a by a usual flavor of corporate greed.
1: Shit. Because I played a little of it, but I I found it I I did find it a little too dour for myself.
3: It is extremely depressing. I will admit, I <laughs> cannot play for extended periods. The game is, action, like genuinely depressing. Oh. It does an excellent job of um, of uh, presenting that sort of casual, everyday miserableness.
1: Yeah, it 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 like I'm playing it. I'm like, I don't want to be in this world anymore. <laughs> I think I'm done.
3: Like, this is too much. Yeah, because it's not <laughs> even like a. It's not even like a like a, an extremely grim dark. It's a familiar grim dark.
1: Yeah, a little too the- close. a Little too close.
3: Yes, the world of Disco Elysium sucks for exactly the same reasons our world does. It just spells it out more clearly.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's not a happy place. Like like you know how you watch Blade Runner or something Warhammer, and you're like, wow, I don't want to live there. This is extreme. This isn't extreme. This is just. It's like take our world and fast forward thirty years, where nothing's gotten better, and that's basically what this is. <laughs> it's,
3: not even thirty, like,
1: yeah, or something like that. Like, imagine, like the as crappy as our world is right now, nothing's gotten better over the last decade or two, and that's basically what you got. And it's just, ugh, yep,
3: <laughs> things, are just, things aren't even getting worse. They're just in a perpetual like ugh. empty void it's just, of, it's just, of, of not bad, of not the worst they can be, but death, but completely, mi- but still miserable. Oh
1: yeah, it's ugh. Just thinking about that a, game is making me sad.
3: It's a brilliant experience <laughs> and an excellent game that I don't recommend to everyone because Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, and if you do play it, do it in short bursts, and then go watch a yes. puppy or something.
3: Yeah, I know people who can binge. I know who uh, I know the people who, uh, people who can binge that game. They are. Both the saddest and the happiest people I know. Oh. It's uh, so, so either you side so you, you sort of you have completely nothing more to lose, or someone who has a lot of a uh, oh. has a lot of um, happiness capital saved up. Man, oh
4: god! <sighs> all
1: right, let's <laughs> move away from Disco Elysium because damn, just ugh. David. What's your Depression. first game? Yeah, what David? What's your first game of the show? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, first of all, a little disclaimer. So I been studying, so I've had my hands full. so I had pretty much uh, scrambled together this list uh, no uh, in a, uh, in a no short uh, in a short while, so I mean, yeah. So uh, my first pick for today is going to be something that has always been close to my heart, uh, uh, I guess, I suppose. And that's going to be uh, Homework Cataclysm, of all things. And yeah, I'm not misreading uh, that name correct- mis- correctly, no.
1: Because
4: uh, they renamed yeah, it for uh, some
1: reason. I don't know. I don't even know why they didn't. Uh, For
4: a very stupid reason, Blizzard happened. Yeah. Looked at
3: it and went, We have a, we had a wow World of Warcraft expansion why? called Cataclysm like 10 years ago?
1: But yep. the Homeworld Cataclysm came what? out well before.
2: Yes. Yeah. For the reason? No. Oh,
3: yes, on. that's the actual I reason. reason. I am
4: not joking. And Son to clarify, like, of a... 12 years ago. 13 actually, as of. Oh. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, actually so incredible. That piece of story itself.
1: Stupid.
3: Anyway. Has anyone <laughs> even any more, more reason to hate Blizzard? Because uh, you got them. Um, but yes, <laughs> Homeworld <laughs> Emergence. Homeworld Emergence. Yeah. Also known as Cataclysm. Go.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hello then, uh, Louise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so- a good to start off on. Right, carry on. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, when I uh, heard about. Uh, I, I think I pretty much uh, just played through uh, Homeworld 1, and then this came out. And I was very afraid of uh, any kind of horror games at the time. I mean, I couldn't even play Resident Evil 1 at the time. I was so freaking afraid of zombie moans, so I would hide behind the couch when my friends were playing. I'm not kidding. But years went on, and um, I I think I was in Swedish high school or something like that. And I found this um, in a bargain bin. And I bought it, but yeah, I still held off from playing it. But one of my classmates, uh, or in a parallel class uh, at the time, um, was, was interested. So uh, he went to play it, and yeah, he returned it later. And so oh, it, it was fine. After that, I finally made a plan to play it. I, I wanted to see, what did they do with Homeworld? Had they really turned Homeworld into a horror game? Short story, yes, they did. They actually did.
1: It was, pretty, so, uh, it was pretty scary for a real-time strategy game.
4: <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty terrifying. It, it, it sounds, it's even more scary to me when you don't actually see the horror. Well, I mean, the horrors that are happening to actual crews being, yeah, infected by the beast horribly. And, oh, yeah, no, stuff, so.
1: having your imagination fill in the blanks is even worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, I get um, it. No, that's my, fa- that's my favorite of the Homeworld games is that one. Uh, yeah.
4: And so holy good. crap, the voice acting, the story. Yeah, I, I
1: the love mod, The I modular love it. mothership. I love the modular <laughs> yeah. mothership. Oh, my God. Um,
4: so um, Jose, I don't yeah. think
1: they ever did find the code, uh, honestly. I think they just... Yeah. Did they? Is that what they, happened? They,
4: they never, no, they never found it. And yeah, yeah, I don't that, think they did. Was, yeah. I was so freaking hyped when they were announcing, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to remaster Homeworld 1 and 2. Where's Cataclysm?
1: Yeah, what about Cataclysm?
4: We, we lost the it's source gone. code. It's gone. So what you're buying it on GOG.
1: What you're buying on GOG is not a remaster. It's basically the original game.
3: It um, is still slightly retouched from
4: what I remember. A little bit. Yeah. I've been as able much. to run it on my Windows 10 computer here, no problem. Yeah, but
3: nowhere near as much as the remakes of uh, the the first two homeworld games, which oh, I have played uh, very
4: good. With yeah, one yeah, yeah. caveat. But, formations uh, are being broken.
3: Uh no, they retroactively added the adaptive difficulty from Homeworld 2 to Homeworld 1. Ew. Oh yeah, that which, thing. Yeah. If, if you mod that, that out, I uh, have no more issues with it. Just mod that out, why which, the, why would the they workshop do is still there.
1: Why? God d-
3: Why would they even do that for Homeworld 2? It was bad it was in Homeworld so 2. It was so
1: dumb. It was so bad in Homeworld. That's what got me to stop playing it. You know, I was like, this is stupid. I hate this oh yeah but
4: so yeah i'm it, it was sad to see uh, many people wrote off this game as it was homeworld but a but, horror game but those are the same it, guys
1: those are the same guys if i recall correctly because we had them on the show a while back uh they went on to do the Sword of the stars games i believe
4: yes they did
1: yeah and uh yeah. also oh, that, those are really good and that that also that really amazing treasure planet game is also there yes um that's all them yeah. Yes. So. Sort of the stuff.
3: No, go ahead. I should have put that game, that game down. The, oh, hold on. Let me just quickly amend <laughs> my list. One second. No worries. <laughs> we haven't
1: gotten to our second, third picks yet, so no problem. So you do that while I'm talking about my second pick, which kind of comes from the uh, little intro to our show. It's Independence War 2, which is um, a very, 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 very different game from Independence War 1. <laughs> insanely different. Um, not in a bad way, but I think it had a lot going against it. One, it it came out two or three years after the pretty much collapse of the space game genre. Um uh two, independence war one was a great game, but it it didn't light the world on fire like Wing Commander, so there are a lot of people who missed it. And you don't need a ton of foreknowledge from the first game to go in, but it helps. Um, and three, I think, I think people like space piracy in games, but when you make that the sole focus, they're like, Bleh. "But I kind of want to be a good guy." Nope, <laughs> you're not in this game. <laughs> you're just not. You're not a good guy in Independence War Two. You're not.
3: <laughs> Yar har fiddle
1: but like Louise says, if if you want pretty much the best game that focuses on space piracy, that's the one. Because you could you could ignore, for a long time, I mean, the story will catch up with you, but for a long time, you can totally ignore the story, hang out LaGrange points, and just engage in all manner of space piracy and have a blast. Just have a blast being a space pirate for a long, long time until the story's like, hey, remember me? <laughs> you have to focus on me now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Bugger <laughs> off. I want to steal things. Like, no, I don't want to... actually own... Good. I actually own that game on GOG. I never properly got into it for reasons I don't fully understand, probably because okay. it was...
1: Well, the tutorial missions are brutally hard. I had to cheat to get past them. And... and well. sh- and and two, the, the, the game's vanilla UI isn't great. Um you can mod it so it's a lot better, but like the navigational star map interface is just a pain. It looks great, it's cool, but it's a pain in the ass to actually use. Um but you can mod in just a simple list of destinations that make the game makes the game a lot easier to play. Uh got it. So but at at first blush it's very it's a very hard game and once you get past the tutorial it's like okay i have to do what to move around the universe oh i don't know <laughs> this is a pain in the ass so uh thank, thankfully you could still get all the mods for it that make it a much better game um but uh yeah vanilla it's kind of it's it's got that it I think people lost the patience for that 90s difficulty in 2002, and rightfully so, honestly. Uh, So, yeah, it had a lot against it uh, when it came out, sadly, Uh, which is a shame because particle systems kind of ceased to exist after this game, which is a shame because they made some terrific stuff like Subwar 2050 and Independence War 1 and this and... I've been trying to track down the the lead guy for particle systems to get him on the show and it's it's hard tracking down those older folks. You know, it's hard tracking down folks from from olden times. So, it's a shame. But yeah, it folks independence War 2, you can get it on GOG. It is terrific. Uh it is just it is just brutally difficult even to get past the tutorial. Um but once you do And the game opens up it is fantastic that's my second pick uh spaz what about you
5: well my second pick is a game that uh we we featured on the show we had a podcast about it and it didn't do well when it first released because of reasons that were beyond the devs control oh my god Uh, Uh, yeah, if you want to know the full story, uh, you can refer to our podcast on Approaching Infinity. Uh That game deserved better at the time. It didn't get its due until after it was released on Steam. It is in development still. Uh Bob had actually left game development for a few years, and then uh, he got the rights back, and now it's on Steam. And it's even better than it was at release. He's
1: adding so much so, to it. It's oh my god, yeah. he has added so much to the game already and he's adding more and yeah. It's it's doing and, and well then, enough approaching- that he can do it full time. Sorry. It it's just
5: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Approaching Infinity is a game where <laughs> where it's it's a great story because it did deserve better and it did get better. Yeah. It just took some time.
1: It took a long Yeah, it was it was stuck on Shrapnel games for Seven years, six, seven, eight years long, like yeah. a long, long time, and it languished there because, like, it they, they were charging what 45 40 bucks for it, and like, yep. no, no, and you like,
5: could get it for 30 uh, for 35 bucks on a sale,
1: yeah, they're they're twice a year sale, which was a joke, yeah,
5: uh, which <laughs> is when I bought it because I did get it at that, at that price, you know, it was ridiculous. And...
1: I kick started the damn thing and I got it for 20. On the Kickstarter, and and when I saw it go go live on on um, on Shrapnel, I'm like, oh, this it's dead. This is
3: this is just sad. It's dead. No one's gonna buy this now. I'm sorry. How many USDs? <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it languished for years. And I can't I can't blame him for leaving game the game dev space for a while. But when he got the rights back and put it on Steam, and like it just shot off like a rocket on Steam. It, it's it's yeah. it's one. Of, well it's deserved. like it's like a Cinderella story. Oh my god, it is, it is really like a Cinderella story. That game we couldn't be yeah, happier except for him of, too. Except,
3: except instead of slippers, we have a price drop.
1: Yeah, like he like <laughs> like it's fourteen ninety nine is a much easier digestible price. And Wait, like, was that Cinderella? Yes, it was. Yeah, and and the uh, and the, the the amount of content you get in this game. Oh my freaking lord! You can play it for thousands of hours
5: easily
2: I, I can't I can't highly re- I can't <laughs> highly re- recommend this game much more it's,
5: yeah it's yes, all it of is, my, a, my a favorite
2: games ever.
3: yeah it is in terms of space roguelike definitely the best and that's actual rogue like not rogue adjacent thing <laughs> actual roguelike <laughs> yeah. mechan- mechanics top-down view uh you, go, uh you go enemies go turn-based stuff uh, uh grid bay they have the
5: whole thing yeah, but even then, there's still a roguelite element on top of that because you get the the money that you get gets saved up for future runs. That uh, a portion of that gets to be paid forward, and
4: which is
3: great. That
5: there's your there's your meta element. There there's a roguelite element right there. <laughs> so it does exist. It just isn't the focus of the game. It's the roguelike part of it that's the focus.
1: I need to play more of it. It's it's terrific, and he just keeps adding yeah. stuff to it. He just keep like yeah. what was the recent thing he added? I forget. He just he just put out, he just put out a big update like a week or two ago that added a bunch of more stuff. Like he just keeps adding stuff to it, and it's amazing. I
5: mean, one of the biggest things he added was multiple screen planets where you could walk around on the surface, and it's multiple screens. Oh of wow! Content. Yeah, yeah and then that's not even including the caves the cave systems are are huge multiple levels there but the fact that you can walk not just off off of the edge of the screen but you have more content to walk around on beyond that it's a lot of exploring
4: may yeah. I ask a newbie question? yeah uh, how do you survive in the caves or how can you explore deeper
5: oh
2: oh that's upgrades. difficult
5: yeah, a, there are a couple of upgrades uh, that that allow you to uh, find oxygen. Uh, also, some planets already have oxygen that's breathable without you getting ill, which means you can explore to your heart's content for as long as you can survive. Oh.
1: But All yeah, right. there are spacesuit upgrades and stuff as well that, like like they were saying, that can give you more oxygen. Um
2: uh, so- deepest i got was level 40 below
1: oh my god
2: (laughs) wow but then i I died
5: well yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) that's gonna happen too far and too
2: deep
3: (laughs) (laughs) you dug too deep and too greedily
1: good pick that's probably the happiest story we're probably going to hear today is approaching infinity it's probably the happiest story we're going to hear today (laughs) Undeservedly so. The guy is great. Um I mean I opened up with Disco Elysium.
3: There's only the uh, only way to go is up.
1: It's hard it's hard to get further down from that. All right, Julie, what is your next pick?
3: All right. Well, my
0: next pick is something that was Published by NC Soft, that was famously sued by Richard Garriott successfully, and they paid for most of his flight to space. It was developed by uh, Carbine Studios, that's, that was some people who worked for Blizzard, and the game is called wild star and uh for those who are watching the screen i will they can see the kind of style cartoonish kind of style it was a sci-fi game that i really had a lot of fun with uh it had player housing i really enjoyed uh who you talk to depend there are as many different opinions why it failed as there are people Uh, Hmm. it was really successful at first uh, and it had the premise is you're like a an outer space explorer and it, the plant was originally settled by this really highly advanced alien race called Eldan. And uh, you're an explorer and you crash your land on this plant. You want to claim it for yourself. And uh, some people say the problem was a lack of balance in PVP. Some people don't like the questing system, but I had great fun, but uh, I, again, it was a short lived game. I, it goes back to 2014. I, it was a lot of positive reviews when it first came out, but uh, I especially like the art style and uh, the character that looks like the crazy rabbit kind of character. <laughs> but. Uh, why it went away, uh, I don't know. And David, of course, found another Moby Games version of it. But uh, it was it was another online game that I really enjoyed. And sometimes online games seem to be short-lived. I don't know. And I think part of the problem with this is in talking with Paul Barnett is that uh, he described once... World of Warcraft as a fluke of nature. And I think what sometimes happens is you get companies who invest in these online games, and I think they expect to reproduce the success of World of Warcraft in its heyday, you know, where it had more players and Switzerland had citizens. And uh, and I agree with Dr. Bartle. I think back in that day that uh, World of Warcraft did a great disfavor to uh the gaming community i think it made i think it established a bar that was way too high at the time Mm. so that is my second pick and again long ago and far away so uh the version that i played anyway
1: yeah i never played that one i i know nothing i the only the only thing i know about it is that funny video i shared with you earlier um it's the only thing i know about WildStar. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well I I really liked the characters I had a lot of fun their housing system which is like in this little floating dome kind of thing was great fun to play with which is you know it's one of these things where I could sit there and just play with the housing system uh, more than anything else and that's what my friends and I did but it's just it wasn't long lived unfortunately they tried going free to play but that did not save it and uh W- would it still be around if they had a different publisher other than NC Soft? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I kind of suspect it might've lasted a little longer if
4: it was published by somebody else.
1: <laughs> That's a, that is a
4: shame. I had a friend who uh, was really hyped for uh, WildStar. wild I wanted to meet to get into it as well, but yeah, I didn't join him.
1: That's a shame. Um, Thorston, what's your next one?
2: Well, my next pick is uh, Space Station Oblivion, uh, published in late 1987 in Europe, known as Driller. And it's pretty similar to uh, the first game I uh, talked about. Uh, basically, you uh, have to drive uh, over a moon in in. Uh, under which surface a uh, gas that uh, does build up, and you have to drill holes to uh, release this gate, uh, this gas. And if you don't, uh, the moon simply explodes. Uh, it was a pretty nice game, and it it, it also had a novel. Uh, by the way, a thirty-two page novel uh, huh. uh, in the box. Um, what's different to the to my first pick is uh, that it had. Uh, Uh, shaded polygons instead of of vector graphics and it looked much better and the engine uh, called uh, Freescape engine uh, was used for several other games at this time and it was pretty fast and pretty detailed Uh, it was a pretty revolutionary game in my opinion but uh, I don't think it it sold well Uh, I don't know anyone who, who remembers this game Honestly.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Apparently there were a lot of games. that use this free, the free scape engine. Like you were saying, you can see them on, uh, on a Moby games here. Friends. Moby well, games is you, one of the best sites, by the way. Um,
2: you could do a lot of, you could, you could do a lot of, 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 uh, of things. did in, 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 in those games, which you, uh, which you couldn't, uh, for the next 10 years in, 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 in most cases.
1: Oh, I remember Castle Master. That's another free scape game. Um,
2: oh, I never played that one. I always wanted that one.
1: Yeah, that was a fun. That was a that was a fun time, Castle Master. But yeah, I never heard of uh, Space Station Oblivion, which is a shame because I I would have totally played that back in the day had I known about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> this looks totally like my jam, but I uh, did. It, oh, it did come out in the United States. Okay, so I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, that was my first third pick.
1: That's a that's a great pick. That looks really fun. I lo- I it, the graphics look kind of mind blowing for 1987 slash 98. I mean, 88. They,
2: they, they, they were they were extremely fast. They said they, they, they worked on 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 a C64 8 bit computers with, without any flaws. Look
1: at that. I, yeah. yeah. I am, again, shocked that I never played this. I totally would have played this had I known about it back in the day. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, fantastic pick there. All right, Jacob, what's your next one?
3: <laughs> right, so since I've readjusted my choice slightly, the Sword of the Star series, because I remember that it exists, I remember that it was brilliant, and I remember that the sequel sucked.
1: Oh, God. Uh, oh, God.
3: Yeah. Oh. It was kind of interesting. It was it is a game in a similar vein that like I could best compare it to a game that came out much later, which was uh, Sins of a Solar Empire, in that it was a uh, sort of 4x game, but very heavily focused on uh, on actual combat and conquest, less so on everything else, which I enjoyed. I do enjoy like in-depth tactical space boat games. Uh, it was also a game with a lot of variety in terms of playable faction, in terms of playable factions, playable alien species. Each of those was uh, very different from one another. They each had a different gimmick in terms of their FTL travel, different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, each of them, like, played completely differently from one another, which, was very, uh, which is something that a lot of Forexes struggle with. Hello, Civilization. Uh Stellaris. <laughs> Hello, Stellaris has, like, the opposite problem, but (laughs) it's still a
1: problem. Hey, we're going to give you this great creature designer. Have fun. It's going to be the same creature (laughs) as every other race in the game. There's really not going to be any functional difference. It's just going to look cool.
3: Oh, thanks, Paradox. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but yes the, Then the sequel came out And it was under- <sighs> And and we had
1: those guys In the show a while back And they put the blame on that Squarely at the feet of Paradox Who was their publisher Which, at the time and that Speaking of Stellaris <laughs> Completely makes oh. sense to me Completely makes
3: sense to me <laughs> it's, it's like It's it's like a, the freaking detective story Where you find out who the killer is Except it's the most obvious killer possible
1: like, oh yeah, I, I, I thought two minutes in that they were the killer. They're like, no, they can't be the killer, but they turned out to be the killer. What? <laughs> <laughs> you well,
5: mean the fella that literally has, has killed mixed people
2: before.
5: <laughs> yes, they've always been a mixed bag. Sometimes yeah. a lot of their stuff that they've published has been great. Yeah, has not had any issues to speak of. That 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 are worth mentioning. Yeah. And then others uh turn out like Sword of the Stars series. They're horribly inconsistent, yes. Yeah, very, very much so, which is a shame. But uh, on the plus side, we did get Sword of the Stars of the Pit, which is an excellent roguelike oh, in that universe. So
3: good. Again, actual roguelike with all of the you know. The sequel
5: is more I know of I'm the a first one first...
3: person here. No, go ahead. I know I'm the one person here that cares about the distinction, but this isn't, but the Sword of the Stars of the Pit is an actual proper rogue. Like, Kay. with all the, like, walk, walking, like, walking down, uh, uh, walking down an ever, an ever growing, um, like, slash dungeon, uh, character, character progression, uh, like, simultaneous, semi-simultaneous turns with NPCs and,
5: Sorry yeah. God. And yeah, it's very good and and I would add that uh yeah, I mean I know the differences too and I care about them less so than uh than you do in the in a granular sense. Uh because I don't mind when when those things are mixed as long as there's a distinct function to them. Yeah. That's that's where I draw that line is okay, fine, mix up the genres a little bit, play with the play with the tropes, but uh, mix it up a little bit and know where that line is drawn. And I'm cool with it.
3: Yes, and yeah. there is in fact a sequel coming out. It has a demo that is currently in early access and uh, I haven't touched it. I don't know if it's any good.
1: It's not bad. I, uh, I bought it like day one because I love these guys and uh, I haven't played it in a while. It was fairly janky when I last tried it, but I, th- I like what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it more of a first person shooter and I think they're going to succeed at that. Um but I think it was infinity? One. Uh yeah. Well, there the new was one. the
5: pit infinity, which was the, the first person shooter oh. in that vein. Am I getting and confused? And then there's the pit two. Yeah, and then there's the pit two, which is uh currently in development. Oh, so what's the pit two? Remind me, what's the pit? 2? Oh my god. <laughs> that that is a graphical upgrade, basically, to uh iterating on everything they did in the first uh the pit.
1: Oh God! are right.
5: Yeah. So so Infinity was uh, taking the concept and putting it into a co-op shooter. Uh, which hey, uh, I can take it. You know, it's it's an interesting idea, uh, Janky, Yes. Uh, but uh, I like the idea. Yeah. yeah and then Pit yeah. Two is just iterating on everything that was done. Okay.
1: Oh, I must. I apologize for the confusion then, because I thought. The first-person shooter was the sequel, but no, you're right. Uh, the Pit Two, <laughs> Sword of the stars, The Pit Two is the real sequel. Is so the speak. real sequel, yes, and it, it's coming along quite nicely, actually.
5: Yeah, yeah, I've got to pick that one up.
1: Yeah, I have a little. Of, I, I have a little bit of time in it, and I I do remember now that I did play it and enjoy it. And I'm like, I'm gonna wait for this to get you know more time in the oven. Um, but yeah, that was. That's a great pick, Jacob. Because the first game, I don't know if you played it multiplayer, but it's great co op as well.
3: I um, actually have once with one other person for a bit, and it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, it is terrific in co op. It is absolutely terrific yes. in co op. It's it just al- to,
3: it also has but, it also has psychic dolphins in it, which I which I absolutely <laughs> adore.
4: The leer, yeah, yep, the yep, leer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. what is your second pick?
4: Before that, I was going to say to Jacob here, Hiver fans, rise up. Let's build those Stargates. Uh, yeah, will take, when you get there? I'm going to enjoy his coffee here. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep, just uh,
3: so, to clarify, the Hivers have an interesting gimmick. They have, uh, they have uh, their FTL is, relies on uh, Stargates, which they can build and they can transfer in- instantaneously between them when they build them before that they have to slow boat at slower than light, uh, which is like 15 turns to get between one system and another
1: (laughs) but once they build them it's great once
3: they build them it's fantastic once (laughs) once they build them it's fantastic before that you take you have to
5: wait like 30 turns to do anything they failed at networking (laughs)
4: Uh, yes (laughs)
3: Uh, <laughs>
5: very
1: slowly just, uh, we'll good, get there eventually good, good, good stuff <laughs> good stuff oh my god alright David what do you got for your second pick
4: alright so this one um, it's like I have a little bit of love and hate relationship I suppose but I still mostly like it so let's get to that's going to be uh, the Red Solstice 2 so um, I played the first game and it was really really confused. It was actually like a proper RTS with a single soldier control setup. Or, well, you, if you played the campaign, you could move around multiple soldiers in tactical mode that you also have seen in Company of Heroes 3 by now. But a second game uh, added some additions, as I say, that made the game a little bit more, I don't know how to say it, more fluent or uh, it's it's more dynamic. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. So that you can actually, nowadays, play the game with complete, uh, almost twin-stick controls for the game. So it can, apparently, play like a completely different type of game. But, you know, if you have ever checked on the, the Storm Steam store page for uh, Red Saltis 2, reviews have never been glowing for the game. A lot of complaints about bugs and balancing issues and all that stuff. But the developers are working very hard on trying to fix most of those things. And I guess it doesn't help if you were to play public games that some of those players playing the game are a little bit toxic and want to only play on the highest difficulties. So it doesn't help the situation.
3: Uh, The game is theoretically predominantly co-op.
4: Yeah, exactly. It should be co-op. You should cooperate with each other, but... If you're not the right level or stuff like that, you might as well just be kicked if you're joining a public lobby. That does also have a sharp difficulty curve. It is very yeah. difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. But once you've got everything working, when you have your suit set up, your weapons modded and ready to go, it's a good time. I like it. So, um, I gotta play it I, more. I, uh,
1: I own it. I just need to play it more.
4: I, I'd highly recommend playing uh, playing it co-op and the campaign can be a extremely slow burn. So watch out for that.
1: I think that's why I keep burning out on it. Cause I, I try the campaign a bit cause I'm like, "Oh wow, it's a dynamic. It's like a kind of meta campaign thing going on. I love those. It's like, Oh, this is going to take a million years. Oh, yeah,
4: it's, it's it does. so,
1: yeah.
4: so sluggish. It's so, it's so close to being air quotes great or good or whatever. <laughs> there's, some, there, there, there's some things holding it back a little bit. Yeah. And most of most of those things are actually coming for the player base. So thanks.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <I'm>, that sucks. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting into our last games for this episode. Um, my third game shouldn't surprise anyone. I'm going to just bring it up real quick. It's called Bloody Rally Show. It is a fantastic top-down 2d racing game with procedurally generated tracks and campaigns, a level editor and wonderful, wonderful violence because in, in typical, in regular games, you refill your boost meter by running over people and you don't feel bad about running over people because they're influencers. (laughs) They're trying to get pictures and video of the race for their Instagram channels. And so you're like, okay, I don't mind killing 10 of these in a go. <laughs> it's great. Um, there's blood all over the tracks and everything. And if you hit a urinal, like a person and poop will fly out. It's gr- not a urinal, a uh, porta a Um It's great. Um, so the game didn't do well, uh, sadly. It, uh, it was pretty much a flop from Jump, uh, which made the developer very sad. He's moved on now. He's doing Stardew. I think Stardeus Stardeus um and he's much happier with that and it's a much bigger success for him but this game was a flop both on the PC and the Switch um it didn't do well on the Switch either and sadly the people who ported it over to the consoles took forever so by the time it eventually came out everyone
3: was like oh that's the Philip oh that was the Philippine Stardeus that did that
1: yeah, yeah. the same guy I
5: never connected those two yeah you wouldn't let yeah, me Spius <laughs> is an awesome dude
1: Yeah, he's great. He is, he is great. He's a great developer. He's really friendly and it's just a damn shame. This game didn't really go anywhere because it's really become one of my favorite racing games of all time. You can just load up a random track and play with some AI. You can play locally with people uh, or you can do the campaign and uh, it's got a car builder and a, track editor and there are lots of mods and tracks for it. And it's, it's really terrific. If you like top down racing games, if you want something, that's a mix of death rally and Carmageddon with randomly generated tracks, it's your game. But like, apparently I'm that's the only one who, including
5: the workshop tracks too.
1: Yeah, exactly. But apparently I'm the only one who wants that sort of thing. So um, I still play it fairly regularly. It has written, it's still, it still has daily races uh, on the switch and the PC Uh, there's a free version you could try called the prologue, which is terrific. Um, if you like racing games at all, but it's, it's not perfect. It's like the AI doesn't really know what to do with random tracks. So it could be ridiculous at times. Um, so it's just a shame that it didn't do well, but thankfully he has, the developer has moved on to a niche, which I think will work better for him in the long run. Um, so yeah, that's my last. Game and it's of the a space
5: show. game. Yeah, <laughs> so we have to mention it's so a space game. It's a
1: space game, so we're definitely going to have him on at some point. We sh- I should actually reach out to have him on. It'll give me the excuse to actually play the damn thing. It kind of scares me a little bit.
5: <laughs> it, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty impressive and terrifying because there is so many systems in play at once.
1: Apparently, you can have cats, so that sounds kind of fascinating. Um, there are
5: cats that can ride around on the robots, like rooms. Mm, mm, yeah, mm, mm, and mm. and the cats hatch from eggs, which is also interesting. What? Um, what? This? No? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you find eggs, and the cats can hatch from them. Okay.
1: Oh. The eggs. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. No. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. That's
5: a okay. thing. It's a thing.
1: Just- I'll, I should reach Trust out to him, a and we can have him on the show. Um, all right, Spaz. What is your final game for the show?
5: My final game is one that um, is not currently available to buy on Steam.
1: Which is a goddamn uh, crime. Which is a goddamn crime. Yes.
5: It's Alpha Protocol. Oh. Now, now uh, oh, I love a lot of us game. around here know this game I love well it so much. I
1: love it. it so much. I'm on my second playthrough now. I, can't, I take little breaks, but I play little bits of it. Because you, it plays so differently depending on how you play it.
5: it yeah. And that's one of the uh, things about it that makes it, that sets it apart <clears throat> from games that came before it, is that the conversation system is very reactive to how you play and to, and to whom you ingratiate yourself or alienate. And because of that, every playthrough <laughs> can be very, very different.
1: <laughs> Someone made a video of their playthrough of the game being a complete psychopath. It is the funniest because your, your, yeah, hand, it, I, your I, handler I, hates you. And, <laughs> and,
5: <laughs> who doesn't hate you at that point? It's so funny. If you're playing it that way.
1: It's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. I finished it. It's one of the few games I actually finished and I played it like completely professional Jason Bourne style. Like I'm a good guy. I'm going to do the right thing. You know, yada yada yada. And then I play I'm currently on a playthrough. I'm doing the exact opposite, being a complete and utter fuckhead. Excuse my language. And it is so different. It is so so different than the first playthrough.
3: <laughs>
5: I wish I got the game, but ah. Steam
3: doesn't let me.
5: Well, if now, you have possible to if it's possible to uh, buy physical copies of the game and then redeem the key. Yeah. That is the only way you can you can get it on Steam now.
1: Or if you have a Xbox 360, you can get a physical copy oh, that right.
5: way. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true.
3: I'm actually wondering: are any of the copies going to be? Yeah, they are. They are. Holy crap! For cheap at that. Oh really? Except for that one weirdo who's asking you to pay a full thousand a thousand dollars for it. What is wrong with you?
5: Um, um, sorry, yes. Yeah one one thing also about this game is that a lot of its systems got reuse so to speak in other games after that because it's the conversation system for example uh is something that other games have tried to imitate and where you get three or four different choices and depending on how you uh how you choose those that reaction you may not know exactly what you're going to say the character is going to say when you pick that option but it gives you an idea of the the tone you're trying to set and you can be as consistent or inconsistent as you want. If you want to play it manic and flip a coin to decide which way you're going to respond to someone, you can do that. A lot of responses are timed, and if you don't respond in time, then it's going to give a default response, which may not be something that works for the way you want to play it. So you have to think on your feet as well. Yeah, and okay, it's... combat is janky. Combat yeah, is absolutely Combat crazy. is very There's janky. so much... So Ugh. much to, to love about the I mean, the, game. the AI Why? is
1: so dumb. You could shoot someone. There there could be three guys standing there. You shoot one of them the other two guys just keep standing there. Like they didn't even notice. You just shot. And all you really need. Like, a wall. Yeah. Yeah. You could. And there are a lot of guns in the game. You can have machine guns and all kinds of things. All you really need is a silenced pistol. That is the only thing you actually need <laughs> in the game. <laughs> It is a terrific game that is so buggy, but I, like I said, it's one of the few games I finished. It doesn't take long to finish it. I think it was about 15 hours for my first playthrough. I absolutely loved it. And I was addicted to it from beginning to end. It is so silly and fun. And my God, it's got one of the greatest video game characters of all time in Steven heck there. There's a guy in there called Steven heck. He is utterly terrific. Like, it's worth playing the game just to meet him, in, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love him so much. So, good pick. Yeah, that game. Oh, my God. And they keep, like, hinting, like, oh, we want to do it again. They keep, like, oh, we'd love to revisit it. They're never going to. But because uh, I think is never going to release the rights to it. But um, we can, one we can, can hope. What can hope.
5: Yeah, probably not going to happen
1: but they still talk about how much fun they had making it and how much they still love it and everything. And like, you can tell the people who worked on it loved it and are, we're sad to see it end up the way it did. Um, Oh, such a terrific freaking game. Oh, I could talk about it for years. I'm going to stop Thorsten. What do you got? (laughs) Oh, sorry, Julie. I'm sorry. Julie, you're next. Julie, what do you got?
0: I know I'm forgettable. Anyway, no, 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 uh... no. No, no, I... <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> anyway, the game I got is not the current version that's out there because I understand the current version has more bugs than an Orcan Man. Uh, the, ger- the version that I'm Damn. talking about is the original version, which is the unfortunately game that sunk the flagship, and by that I mean the original version was we had uh, what, what's uh, the I name? Ha-
1: what's what's the name of the Hellgate game? Hellgate
0: London. Hellgate London. <laughs> We're the original Julie. Yeah, the original version, <laughs> and uh back from two thousand and seven, and it was done by. Bill Roper, who the, was the producer that from Blizzard at the time, and uh, he was the producer for this, and I had the opportunity to interview him when he was a cryptic. I didn't mention this game because it was kind of fresh on something that had just happened, and I felt like it would be like giving him a paper cut and rubbing salt into it, so I didn't bring it up But when I interviewed him. But the thing is, the first half of the game was fantastic i had so much fun with this and it was the multiplayer uh version of this and the single player version that's out there by head bit soft is not the same game it's just a dumbed down version of it what the problem became is when i my friends were playing it i finished the first half and i said okay where do I go from here? And they said, you just do the same thing now, only harder. And I said, you mean, they published the game when it was half done? I don't know why they rushed it out the door. No idea why they did that, but the game, what was there was one of these things that was like great fun, but well, put it back in the oven for a while, and The flagship studio shut down, and now my understanding is Handbit Soft out of South Korea has the rights to it. And uh, and I understand the new version of it is just a... It's a mess. It's a mess in a bare shell.
1: Yeah, it's a mess.
0: But when it was out, what was there... Deserved a lot more attention because this could have been a fantastic game if more if more time had been put into it. And this is and I don't know if it's because if it's a case like you see now where investors say no, I want it out now, I want it out now, I want it out now. But even if this has been something that said okay, put it out there in early release or something, that they had. When it first came out, it was an advertising campaign that was just like an advertising blitz. There were advertisements everywhere in Chicago, in the subway, in the streets, that said, they killed my dog, I'm going to London, and, and all the rest. And it came out to great acclaim at the time. But then, again, it was like half-finished. And I. it's just kind of a shame. It's one of these games They said... I would rather see something. It's like when you told me the new Spaceborne game that's out there. I said, well, okay, I understand it's an early release, and I understand it's got far to go. Uh, I'm okay with this. But, you know, to to be blunt, as my old NCYC in the military would have said, don't polish a turd and tell me that, you know, it's something else. <laughs> and uh, if they had left this in the oven longer, I thought it could have been a great game. And... Uh, It's a shame. It is a shame. Indeed.
1: All right. Now, Thorsten, now's your time to shine.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, shine me, no. Uh, Okay. Now I've got a game that was basically uh, the grandfather of Jack the Lion's 2. And that's Laser Sword. It was... Also, the father of uh, XCOM, and it was done by the same by the same guy, uh, Julian Gollop.
3: By the man, Ju- by the man himself, Julian Gollop. Oh boy, this is gonna be good.
2: This was one of those, uh, this was one of the, uh, his, his first games, and uh, it it's basically the first game where you uh, t- uh, tactically uh, 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 lead uh, uh, a troop of of, of uh, soldiers. Through uh, a 2D scenario, and it has already a lot of those basic uh, uh, basic gameplay points that uh, made up uh, that made uh, Jack the Lines great and well, XCOM great. It had only one problem: it had only five missions, oh. which isn't obviously great. <laughs> Uh, They they made a a mission disc later, but it was was, uh, never available, uh, at least anywhere I looked. I did look back then. But uh, I had a lot of fun with this game.
1: See, uh, I never played the original. I played the sequel called Laser Squad Nemesis, which was
2: yeah. I never played that one. I didn't <laughs> even know it, it did exist until it, until I, I researched for 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 lasers for the original Laser Squad.
1: It was so Honestly. great. It's it was so good. Laser Squad Nemesis. It was so good. I loved it so much, and I don't I don't think it exists anymore at all, which is a, a, a just a a
2: damn damn shame. <laughs> Should still exist on Steam as far as I know. Laser Squad, look,
1: ne- uh, Laser Squad uh, Nemesis? I thought I got yes. shut down.
2: I've got to look at it. But uh, one can, cannot uh, 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 under, uh, understate the importance of, of, of Laser Squad. It was the original Laser Squad. It, it was really a, a watershed moment for for gaming.
5: It- yeah, if you didn't have Laser Squad, you would not have XCOM. The entire series wouldn't
2: yeah. exist. It. Not XCOM and, and likely not the Alliance. Agreed. That too. Yeah.
5: Absolutely.
2: Yes, that would be my third pick.
1: Alright. Jacob, what do you got for your
3: last pick? You know, I've
2: realized something about this whole
3: podcast. You know what's something I haven't done enough? Rant about Ubisoft and why they, <laughs> and why they suck.
5: <laughs> do it. <laughs> Please, Because really have annihilated click, so click. many
3: franchises and made so many garbage games over the years. I'm surprised we haven't just dedicated an entire podcast click, click, to ranting I'm
1: buckling I up. Presume click, the click, only click, reason,
3: click, I presume the only reason about it uh, for that is because they've only made one thing approaching a space game and that one was kind of okay.
1: Which one was that? Is uh, that the Starlink thing?
3: Yes, that one.
5: But, that was all right. Uh, what I am here to... But well, I, mean, well, I have, here to talk about Sorry, it. they it's- also had uh, a Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, but then- yeah. They, mm. they,
1: I, I can't. I, I, I yeah, they, they may. They're kind of like in that way, they feel like the the Netflix of games, like, hey, let's release it and then not give it any support and watch it die. Um,
4: yes. Yep. Uh, I have heard of one.
3: Hold well, on one second. I think uh, Twitch might be dying.
1: Huh? Twitch, are you dying? I don't think so. No,
3: Twitch is not dying. Anyway,
1: so, so yeah, yet, no. The, 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 the series
3: I w- w- want to complain about is Silent Hunter. Why? Uh, because in case you haven't heard, because in case you're new here, I have an unhealthy love uh, love for submarines and, uh, and other stealthy boats. No. They are boats, they are not ships because uh, <laughs> the Royal Navy said so. Uh... <laughs> The big thing about the uh, Silent Hunter series, obviously it was entirely brilliant. I have pla- played both Silent Hunter 3 and Silent Hunter 4 way back when. Both were excellent games about uh, s- sneak- sneaking up on the on, uh, merchant ships and blowing them the hell up, which is always a fun time. And then there was this delightful game called Silent Hunter 5 that was just a complete mess. <sighs> How do I summarize it in a way that doesn't... That doesn't require us to G-rate the podcast. Uh, (laughs) It's not even necessarily that it was bad in the sense of awful. It was bad in the sense of horribly disappointing. It was pawned off to some studio that's never worked on the series before. Ubisoft Romania. What? Uh, Yes, Ubisoft Romania. I didn't
1: didn't even know there was a yeah, Ubisoft. there
3: is. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. that a Ubisoft Romania. Sure. All right. Uh they they made it an always online title requiring their fancy little Uplay thing, thingy Bob. What? Uh yeah, it was it was a, it was back during that short stint where a lot of uh, game game uh, publishers the game developers were putting to get putting always online stuff in single player games in order to quote unquote prevent piracy, which failed spectacularly. Uh I mean, that was the only reasonable reason why they do it, but it still failed. Uh, And as such, the game is currently unplayable. No, that's a huge loss because the the game itself is kind of underwhelming.
1: Oh, I thought there was a really big mod for the fifth game that I heard about.
3: Uh, Which one? Wolves of Steel. Uh, I think, I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, it was. It made the game playable. And by playable, I mean decent. Uh, I have, go ahead. I have
0: played Silent Hunter Wolves of the Pacific. I have played Silent Hunter 3. I had great fun, but fortunately, the success of World War II did not depend on my ability to
1: command <laughs> a submarine.
0: Yeah! Um, I Uh-oh. had... My biggest problem was the,
1: yeah.
0: uh, the timing of the torpedoes, but still, I had a great time. I ha- I have, but I've never installed Silent Under Five, and now I think I will just let languish at the bottom of my library, uninstalled,
3: uh, as as it deserves to. As uh, I had like sixteen jokes there, and all of these would fly over your head. Did you play well, the first two, Jacob? Sorry, did you play- I have uh, attempted to. They were, I had to drag them off some, um, some places. It's hard to actually get legitimate copies of them, I think. Uh, and one, and they're kind of jank. And like, normally I don't, I play, uh, I only play janky old games when they are really good, but they're decent. There is, but there is a blatantly better alternative called just playing the newer ones. Yeah, I was just curious. Cause Why I would I willingly play Silent Hunters 1 and 2 when 3 and 4 are measurably better in every aspect?
1: Well, I think the first one was an SSI game, wasn't it? Wasn't it the first one? Um,
3: Silent Hunter 1. Silent Hunter 1. It is uh, made by Strategic Simulations Inc. Indeed yeah. it was.
1: Yeah, the first one was pretty good. I played that back in the day. And I liked the first one. And then the second one was... Eh.
3: It was okay. Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, But yeah, Siren Hunter 3, excellent. Siren Hunter 4, excellent. Siren Hunter 5, unplayable and mediocre. I would be more mad about this if the game was actually good, but since it's not playable anymore because of Ubisoft's weird nonsense, but... Since you're not missing out on that much by not playing it, I, I'm sort of ambivalent. So and of course, now we have stuff like Cold Waters and U-Boat coming out, which are excellent games in their own right.
1: So if I wanted to dive in to a Silent Hunter game, yeah, I did that. Um, I'm not sorry at all. Uh, which one would you recommend if I was going to...
3: Uh, right. With so m- With mods, pers- of course. With mods, if you're fine with mods. I would pers- also I personally say if you're like... If you're not looking for capital S Silent Hunter, there is the game U-Boat, uh, which is an excellent remake, spiritual successor thingy-mabob uh, that is very much fun and I would argue more approachable than the original Silent Hunter games. Oh. If uh, if you want capital S Silent Hunter, I would personally recommend four. It is three is fun, but it is jankier due to being older. While Silent Hunter 4 still works, no questions are. Sorry, it's H- Silent Hunter Walls of the Pacific. Uh, that's the technical title, but it is Silent Hunter 4. It still works with little to no issue on mod- modern systems. Uh, I say little to no. But, but if it doesn't, then there are some reports that like the Steam version has issues, but th- that I haven't tried it. Uh, but the game itself is excellent. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is also... Um, the, the difficulty is extremely variable in terms of realism uh so you can go so if you're not a person like me that you know knows the freaking 3 minute 15 method for calculate for calculating ship speed and knows what an angle on bow is you can you know turn that off uh just Hmm. point point your periscope with something throw torpedoes at it and hope they hit and they will with decent accuracy Hmm. uh so yes, I would recommend Wolves of the Pacific, which is Silent Hunter Four. It is also the one that is about playing American submarines in uh, in the Pacific, uh, like just like the first game, rather than playing German submarines in the Atlantic, like uh, all the other Silent Hunter games. Right. Oh wow! All right.
0: I started with Silent Hunters 3, hadn't played the first two, had a great time. Um, but, you know, I've always been interested in naval games because, you know, I tried to get into the Navy, passed all the tests, but then they said, oh, your vision's not good enough. But I was interested in Navy games going all the way back to Harpoon, back before there was like, Oh, wow, my God. What's an, what's an internet, you know? And, uh, and it was it was great. I, I I granted, like I said, I wasn't, and like Jacob said, I wasn't good with the whole timey thing. But uh, love naval games. Started with Silent Hunter Three. Had a great time. And I don't know if there still is, but at the time there was a real big submarine community uh, game community behind net? They're still around. Yeah, Subsim Net. I was a member of it, and uh, they
3: are still very much around. Wow. But they're developing their own game
0: and i have always <laughs> when i played i found them to be very helpful whenever i had a problem
3: yeah subsim.com and like the general yeah subsim.com is still going they've they're making their own game called wolfpack they're publishing uh, as a forum their their own game called wolfpack which is a co-op sort of bridge co- bridge commander bridge crew styled uh like cooperative submarine simulator And They're still the premier for b- b- premier forum for people that you know, like, boats.
0: I I had a lot of fun stomping around the ship pre- 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 pretending I was in Dust Boat.
3: Yeah. yeah, that film is great. It is actually uh, my favorite film, I think.
1: I, I've watched it once, and I don't think I can ever watch it again, because that <laughs> ending.
5: Oh my god. I have seen the actual uh, conning tower they have, uh, that they used in the film. Because, uh, that was filmed in Munich at the Bavarian Film Studios, where uh, uh, the Never Neverending Story was filmed. That's also the same place where I got to sit on the actual Falcor model from that mo- th- from that movie. So uh, yeah, um, that kind of so that... it's huge. It's huge in real life.
2: Oh yeah, it's monstrous. And the original series, uh, the, the movie, the original movie was was only a. Uh, 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 cut it uh, cut it down uh, uh from yeah from the I've,
1: not the five hour, yes. I've not seen oh, the five I hour i've not seen the five hour i
3: have wow. seen the full five hour cut and it was like a religious experience Fierce, my yes, god never. sir yeah. oh my god and <laughs> you have not exp- you ha- like that film made me realize like that we've been doing military like military fiction dr- wrong for decades <laughs> I just air. wanted to mention that in
0: Chicago, uh, I'm in the suburb of Chicago. But you know, if you say, "Oh, my name of my town," everybody says where. But if you say Chicago, everybody says, "Oh yeah, uh, we have to this day a U505 submarine, where you can still take a tour through, which is really, really interesting."
3: Hmm. Yeah, ne- oh, that's a Type Nine. That's fancy. Those are rare. Yeah, I. St- the I, one I was I... captured during World War Two.
1: Yeah. I think I need to see the uncut version at some point because it sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's it's four hours it's and fifty-three brilliant. minutes. Uh I've only I've seen the directors. I've only seen the director's cut, which is maybe two-ish hours. But yeah, the uncut version is apparently uh a whole separate amazing thing. <laughs>
3: I I'm wow. still amazed at how much mileage they just get out of the sonar operator going, wait, wait, quiet everyone. Just <laughs> everyone staring at him for several minutes in terror.
1: Klaus well,
0: Kienemann was just wonderful in that movie. Oh. I just—it was fantastic.
1: Okay, I need—I need to watch she... Yeah, Kyle. I need to dig up a copy of this because my God, it's so good. <laughs> Five hours, my God. <laughs> oh, eBay, six dollars. Look at this. Mm, mm, mm. anyway uh, we got one more game to talk about David, go
4: yes, before that, real quick um, Jacob, have you checked out Wolfpack on Steam? yes, I mentioned it like three, oh.
3: five minutes ago there's the big game getting published by, by Substance Forum oh,
4: I'm, I'm so tired in my head, sorry <laughs>
3: no worries, it's late for you guys That's 7 so out of so 10 funny. on listening comprehension, but fair enough, it is late <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> alright, well so uh, my last game here that I want to talk about is actually something I wanted to talk about on our look back on 2022, but I basically shaken out and decided to speak about something else. So I'm still nervous to talk about it, but I'm talking about, about it for Spaz here, and I'm just going to go ahead with it. And also, for some, this is the game that I have been hinting off. That's going to be a little game that was released last year called Monster Girl Manager. And before you see anything, this is a safe-for-work game. I'm not Chat, gonna- hold your horses. Yeah, hold your horses. This is basically a monster rancher and darkest dungeon, mystery dungeon combination of gameplay, where you recruit monster girls to your party, level them up, and send them to the dungeon to well gain loot and build the city. So uh, basically, you spawn these uh, monster girls by entering a seed, and then it will get uh, procedure generated, uh, completely with different colors, personalities, species, which all decides what kind of abilities they will have. Procedurally in the game. generated monster girls—that's a
3: freaking tagline.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's amazing.
4: <laughs> and uh, sometimes I'm—I really, I am really fascinated with procedural generation. So yeah, you can get some cool combinations in this game. And why am I mentioning it on this podcast? Well, <clears throat> Monster Girls, that is a, that is the problem. A lot of people picked up the game thinking this was something else. Oh no, it's not a not for safe for work game. It's an actual safe for work game. Yes, so, uh, the a, Steam has a lot of both, so I don't blame <laughs> anyone for thinking. Yeah, so a lot of people have bounced off the game because of it doesn't have that kind of
5: content. They were something else that is not there. But
0: at first blush, my thought in seeing this, my thought would be, oh, it's an animated version of Monster Hunter. Oh, no, 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 no. And and it's not.
3: (laughs) You
5: just just freaking sold down anime girls. Well, no, no, hold on, hold on. uh, What what Julie's saying is actually kind of correct, though, because with Monster Hunter. With Monster Hunter, the way that it, that it worked on the PlayStation was you insert a disc into the PlayStation, and then the PlayStation reads the data from that disc and uses that to create a monster. So what she's saying is actually kind of correct from the the procedural generation. It's not using CDs to generate the data, but... Well, I, I
0: didn't is, think you were hunting the girls as well. Oh, no, 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 right, no, no. I, no.
4: So um, and the developer has been uh, yeah having to cut back on uh, a lot of uh, planned features for the game, a lot of speeches, uh having cut off as because well because of low because, interest. Yeah, exactly. So I it's. Still uh, remem- I still it's remember
3: like just opening uh, the the game out of Shaky curiosity and seeing seeing your review on the page and going, "Wait, what the hell is this? The game is safe for work." Oh, okay, okay, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was. I decided to write it. I was
0: duped. <laughs> well, you know, you're right. I, you know, in going through my news feed in the morning that has a lot of games in it, I see something like this and I say my eyes, I'm not opening this. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> well, here I have it.
3: Wow. Oh, God. Hentai mm-hmm. and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. <clears throat> right.
4: And um, now I don't have much to show but uh, the game is also very modable when it comes to sprite work. And I've been trying my hand at the, some uh, sprite work myself, but nothing is finished yet. Hmm. And um, yeah, maybe I haven't made it clear, but I like to draw. And um, seeing that I can actually use my artistic uh, interests in something, it, yeah, it's very nice. And I have gotten some support at the, the official Discord for the game as well. So it's it's nice.
1: Okay, I think that covers everything. Uh, it's an hour and a half. We got to go. Okay, so that's going to do it for this week, you guys. A um, lot of great games this time, you guys. Excellent discussion. Next week on the show, I think we're going to talk about ambitious indies, because uh, I've been playing Spaceborne Two a lot, and it got me thinking. What are some other games and developers, especially who are just just machines in making and developing their games? So we're going to talk about not only the games themselves, but the de- we're going we're going to gush about the developers of some of our favorite indie games who just don't seem to ever sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and we love them for it. Uh, so tomorrow, I don't know if there's going to be a stream tomorrow cause I'm actually going somewhere tonight. So we'll see. Uh, but one way or another, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you as always to our patrons and thank you as always to people who've gotten vaccinated. If you haven't gotten vaccinated just just go just just do it already just stop, just stop whatever you're doing, stop fucking around and fucking get vaccinated i I'm, I'm just gonna say it because God damn it, what are you doing <laughs> just, just just do it already, God damn it, have a great one everyone Bye-bye. bye
0: bye bye.